Welcome to Organize Anything with Colette Robichaud on 105.9 Seaside FM. Today we're talking about taking stock of stockpiling and looking at the pros and cons of staying stocked. And we have with us Organize Anything's president, Colette Robichaud. Hi, Colette. Hi, Mary Jo. How are you doing? Good. Good to be back chatting again. Yes, nice to see you. Listen, we're, we're talking about keeping essentials at your fingertips, mm-hmm. stocking, right? Right. But there's also something quite a bit different, stock piling. Can you help me make that distinction? Well, it's stockpiling sort of is, you know, a little bit more for future use, a little more, maybe a little more emergency in mind. Like a lot of times we would say about stocking our pantry, you know, keeping a healthy pantry or keeping the necessities stockpiled. But sometimes stockpiling or prepping for disaster takes on a tone at times that might be a little more... um, doomsday preppers do you know what i mean that okay. they're sort it's the of curveball scenario yeah they're sort of looking a little bit more you know so we can go from being prepared being functional being prepared for last minute things to to the other side of that where we're maybe stockpiling because of worry or you know we heard there's a shortage i had heard about someone the other day my mom mentioned you know shortage of coffee and this person this was four years ago and now they've they're still dealing with you know 40 cans of coffee <laughs> bad coffee that they bought or something you know so we you know we want to get that in check so there's also you know being prepared there's we have our couponers couponers right. who have who have, some of them have gone a little off the deep end well that's what i was just going to say maybe it's just a case of a good sale well exactly <laughs> and i my bouts of sale of being a saleaholic in the past so there's the couponers and there's also you know looking at hoarding behavior as well so you know we can oh, talk about extremes yeah, yeah. so l- let's talk a little bit about what makes sense for us to stockpile and where that's good and where does it go off the other end and it's like most things you know it's like a little bit of something you know we often as a society or as an individual we can go off the track a little bit with this so what are some of those areas that we might want to ask ourselves you know is this is this still a good thing. Everything so. in moderation. Rule. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, you probably have a pantry or a little, a few things That's stockpiled. Do you have, you know, I used to laugh with, uh, you know, friends of mine would say, you know, you don't, you don't have a lot, of, a lot on hand, but I, I always seemed to, I always had a case of chickpeas. For some reason, yeah, I, know I, know I was a vegetarian. It was me too. and my chickpeas and they'd laugh. They maybe said, you started me on. I maybe, but I had, <laughs> I had lots of nail polish in the fridge and a case of chickpeas. <laughs> funny, so those are my single, you know, the single <laughs> days of what you had, whatever. But, you know, we're, we're a little different now. We have some other things maybe <laughs> that we're putting in our pantry or stockpiling, if you will, or just preparing. So, you know, so for your family, what is it that, that you seem to, to need to keep on hand? Um, well, I was getting out of the car the other day and I uh, heard my little one call out to me, don't forget the, the milk and wine. <laughs> so really? those are our two necessities. <laughs> and <laughs> hopefully the first sign. is for her and the latter for you. Yeah, yeah no, but it's true. Uh, pasta beans, um, milk you don't can't stockpile, but those are the things that I always make sure, you know, Mm -hmm. um, basically protein and no, it's true. Some red wine is always kind of tucked in the back mm-hmm. of the closet and and the basic kind of cooking essentials. But you're right. The pantry is a great place to start in terms of uh, make sure you have things stashed away. Yeah. And peanut do you butter, buy peanut butter? Oh, peanut butter is, is always a great protein. Yeah. It's, you know, it lasts. It can be a little bit of a treat. You and can canned have, tuna. I have yeah, to say that's awesome. Exactly. So it's always nice to have, have some of those proteins. Now, do you buy extra on sale of those things that you like like what what's your way of knowing you're going to buy volume what triggers you to buy more than what you would normally buy 
Uh, I am so Scottish mm-hmm. that I don't uh, mm-hmm. actually. Well, I shouldn't say that. I have, it seems to me, according to my husband, an, an ending array of um, tuna, peanut butter, and tins of, what's the other thing? Uh, yeah, you know, like the spaghetti-making ingredients. Mm-hmm. I always like the idea of being able to sort of throw that together. So mm-hmm. so canned soups and things like that. Are and do you mine. buy more? Like if you have a certain product, if you see it's on t- on sale, would you, instead of picking up two that week, would you pick up ten? Or would no. you pick up, no. No. I am, a few more or no? Uh, not really. I don't have a, lot, a whole lot of room. So right. room sort of dictates yeah. that. Well, it, I'll, t- I'll tell you some of the things that I'm seeing in, yeah, in, uh, in my business. Um, well, of course, a lot of these big box volume stores have really affected... I I say people are mortgaging their laundry detergent. So I get called out and they say, we may have to move, you know. And I'm thinking we've got to move to a big... The people that are telling me they're moving to need to move to a bigger place is odd when they're retired. But what I'm seeing with them is they're, they're shopping in these big box stores and buying huge amounts of things. And I, you know, I am frugal. I like the idea of getting a sale. I'll buy a few extra. But most of us owe money. So if you think you are owing money anywhere out there at all, Mm. there's an interest on anything you buy. So if you're getting something on sale, whether it's cans of tuna or a dress or a purse, you know, eventually if you're not paying that off and you don't see it paying off just in that, you're paying interest somewhere because you're not using that money against your debt. You have to really ask yourself, is is this a good buy? Like, is this really, I'm buying this to save? And a lot of times that's where people get out of control. So they're overbuying in things and and they'll buy huge amounts of shampoo and then don't like it. So they have all these things left over. So they're really overbuying and over shopping. So we see that a lot. The overbuy, the, um, Spaving, spending what to save. A spaving. spaving, okay. Spending to save. So I want you to say to yourself when you're out at that store with the, oh look, I'm going to get ten gallons of shampoo. <laughs> Do, am I really? Am I saving or am I spaving? Am I really delusional? Like I was a gal that used to, you know, hit the sales rack. It was more from clothing too that I would go and I would, you know, talk that myself my into weakness, yeah. needing something more. So look and not shopping from need. So we tend to do that a little bit more when things are on sale. We'll go there. So we don't buy with intention. So that becomes. A, a bit of this a is, bit of it. This is why I'm afraid to go to places like you know Costco and so on. Yeah. I, I've never actually been in one. I'm just yeah. assuming I'll walk out of. A million things I don't need well, because I won't be able to resist. I mean, that's uh, that's a lot of what I'm hearing from my clients. And again, I don't usually work as a professional organizer. I'm not usually working with, with minimalists. I'm working with people that, you know, yeah. do tend to have more stuff. But that becomes the issue. So, you know, a lot of times our stockpiling is because we're thinking a good deal. So you have to question that. Right. And, and then people are saying, well, I'm going to have to get, you know, so they're spending more money anyway because they're like, I need to move and get a bigger place. And we know any move whatsoever, even if it's, you're downsizing, costs money. Yeah. And then they're saying, I need a storage unit, or I need to build a shed out back, or I need to get more shelves. So really ask yourself. We want to be prepared, as we've talked about in the past, for emergencies or the unexpected. But there's a fine line of of bringing that back to to what's reasonable. Mm. So watch the sales, watch the volumes. And this whole um, new idea of the couponing, again, you know, has really gone to a different level. If you've seen the extreme couponing shows, that a lot of those gals, I love the thrill 
middle of a hunt and getting a bargain as well. And I mean, I haven't watched a whole one of those shows, but to see them at the end, you know, and they're lined up with carts and carts, and they're paying $10. How exciting is that? But then when I see them going back to their stockpile at home and being really excited that they have, you know, 3,000 cans of tomato juice or something like that, you know, I did see one person who actually donates it to food banks and charities and things like that. But a lot of it, you know, when it comes to that is, is just the idea that I have it. Is so, this coming from a feeling of powerlessness in people, do you well, think? Or we, what, what, what drives that, do you think? Well, we all, you know, try to elevate our, our state in different ways, whether we have a cocktail or a glass of wine or put face cream on or we don't come from a place of abundance and need more. Like, we, we're always trying to change our state and feel better in different ways. And, you know, some of us do that because of emotional reasons, some of us from situational reasons, some of us are just wired, you know, we're seeing different brain activities with people with hoarding behavior and things like that. Sometimes there can be some brain damage. Alzheimer's, a part of that is maybe, you know, even too, there's a, a nestling in. And if you go back to our forefathers, probably the people that, you know, sort of came here and knew how to manage with a little bed and, right. you know, stockpile then and hoard like the chipmunks and get more nuts in and hide them, probably survive. So there could even be a little bit of this. There's so many reasons that we might have a, energy, yeah. yeah, that we might have a tendency to do that. And, you know, um, it, even if you're thinking of people living in different locations, you know, they they may overshop the beginning of the season because of the winter to get more or, you know, different things or there are a variety of that or hearing about a shortage coming up on a certain thing. Some people hear that and immediately have this worry. So we go from a sense of anxiety or a bit, you know, even in up to that doomsday mentality that, you know, everything from collecting guns to collecting tuna. Right. Yeah. You know. Well, and it's, you know, and if you don't have somebody to give you perspective or help you dial back, I mean, it wasn't until my husband said, we don't really need one more can of chickpea or tuna. I'm like, what? <laughs> I checked in the back mudroom and yeah. sure enough, you know, it's yeah. like, start using what you had. Like, a, Yeah. Uh, and what happens a lot then is we don't have the time to do that rotation. Right. So, you know, we, we are doing our stockpiling, but we're not turning over. So we're maybe uh, continually eating the freshest things and not getting to the old stuff. And at some point, you know, even canned goods go bad. So, right. you know, it's not a bad idea to have a, a little pen on hand to mark dates on things like that. But or do a big drive for the food bank. Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, the food banks do not take, will not give food to yeah, their clients older. that are outdated yeah. as well. And, you know, we should take, you know, take note of that too. And, you know, for us, we, we just want to be really, really careful about that. So, you know, so look around, look at our foods, look at our, you know, toiletries or, or let's get down, drill down from toiletries to make up for women. Yes. And you talk about stockpiling things. So, you know, there are a lot of women that have, That's you know, hard to keep on top of that, right? It's always easy to try something new. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, if we think about that in that regard, bringing something in, letting something go and really thinking about shelf life of products that maybe we think, you know, we grew up, this never goes bad, or we might say that, that we know that it may not go bad in that we're not seeing it go bad and that there are a lot of chemicals in our, you know, in the food to, or in the makeup rather to keep them from looking bad. But again, it, it, a lot of times it could be the bacteria that we're still back and forth on the container and lots of things like that, you know, back and forth. And so just to think about that, how much of those have we sort of stockpiled up, you know, all that makeup over the years and maybe it goes to the back of the closet, but you don't let it go. And, 
And again, so so look at look at those. How much do we have letting it go? I cleaned up the medicine cabinet the other day just because a guest was coming mm-hmm. in, you know, in the guest yes. bedroom, and just really was ferocious about it. It was so satisfying. Yeah, and and interestingly about the uh, medicine cabinet that we even sort of call it that because the truth is even for makeup as well, that makeup should be in a cool, dry place. Mm -hmm. And a lot of women are keeping their makeup in a hot, damp place like the bathroom. Well, medical supplies too, I assume, should be in there. The same thing. So it's something to think about if we do have our stockpiles, Mm. where where are they going? Because for something like that, definitely a place for it. So if you get some things and you want to keep them a little bit longer... They should be off in another place, Dry, you know. Cool place. Yeah, and even I was talking to someone earlier this week about um, about wine and, and and red wine and saying, you know, you say about room temperature. Well, room temperature used to be the cellars and the chateaus and the places that were very very cool. And you know, wine is food. So even though you serve it at room temp, once you open a bottle of wine, you know, store it in the fridge again and things like that. And 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 again, these days we seem to be storing lots of wine in places with a lot of light, which is bad for it. Hmm. A lot of vibrations. People forget they have these. Uh, a lot of things around the kitchen. Vibrations aren't good. It sort of uh, moves oh, the wine around. Right. Yeah, light, temperature, and vibrations. So you know uh, that's another thing that people stockpile more as a collection and as a seller. But you know that has a lot of value in it, and those will um, you know know what speeds up or preserves what you're stockpiling and how to do that. And usually, cool temperatures, dry. Uh, our, for most things, whether it's makeup or wine or, or our Just foods makes as sense. well. Right. Yeah. Um, obviously, the advantages to being organized, you know, things are easier to find, easier to replace, mm-hmm. right? Um, do you believe in keeping supplies largely grouped according to the room they're used in? Yeah, that t- tends to make it a lot easier. But, you know, these days we have so many variations on our living accommodations on, you know, where you can keep things, how, how you know, how much space there are for things. So I'm always, tr- you know, I may be finding odd spaces for things, you know. There might be toilet paper under a bed in a, sp- in a, in a spare room. Right. But, you know, uh, you know, if you have, have extras of that sort of thing. You know, a lot of people buy some, a lot of, I find when I see people who have bought things on sale, sometimes it is that, you know, toilet paper and paper towel that take up a bit of room. The good thing about that is you can often put those up a little higher and they're not heavy. If you're bringing them down, they're not going to hurt you or anything like that. It's funny because I was just going to say to you or ask you, what about storing the most frequently used items? Is that kind of a keep them at the wet waist to eye level and then the stuff you don't use higher? When we're looking for space in a a home, we say we can find stuff under or up is where we're finding space. When I do my find space in, in your home presentation, that's where I'm looking. I'm looking at, you know, things that have a small footprint and will go up as far as storage units and things like that and the heavier the item is if you are creating shelves or something in your basement to create a pantry outside the heavier stuff you want closer to you that you know if you drop a can of peas from four feet up versus ten feet up your toe might survive a little bit better so heavy things shouldn't be reaching so far overhead and the lighter things something by the case the cases can slide easily you know underneath and maybe you open them and put them put them upside a bit uh, up on the up on a next shelf but for the lighter stuff like the toilet papers paper goods paper plates napkins things like that they're light they can they can go up so just remember to be careful if you are going on a little ladder or a little footstool when you're by yourself at any age it's not a safe thing to do you can have a fall and you know and it's just not good so maybe that you know if you are doing that moving around save that for a time when someone someone is around around with you because we want to we don't want to be killed by our stockpile <laughs> 
You're listening to Organize Anything with Colette Robichaux. We'll be right back on 105.9 Seaside FM. This is Organize Anything with Colette Robichaux on 105.9 Seaside FM. Okay, speaking of health, a little uh, spice is good for... uh your life, right? What oh, about the spice rack? Absolutely. You, any thoughts on that? Yeah, it's 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 one of and my. I just want to say you don't want to see mine. It's like on top of the microwave in a plastic container oh. with vintages from oh. all over. <laughs> you, you had me before you got to vintages. Spice, <laughs> I, spice racks are one of my biggest peeves. Often, you know, we we uh, in North America we tend to buy spices and think they're you know they're going to improve with age. Or you know, a lot of my clients have antique spices. Like antique. there's a, yeah, and antique spices equal sawdust. Do you know what I mean? So right. there's a point where our food, you know, we shouldn't be eating petrified leaves of something. And for some idea, we don't think we need to buy them regularly. And now, again, with these big box stores, you're buying a, you know, a gallon of uh, basil or something mm-hmm. like that and think you're going to use it. The other issue with that, so you're not using it enough to replenish it fresher. You're also storing it to a heat source most of the time, whether they're sitting on the stove or whatever, and we know anything close to heat is going to make it dry out and go bad faster. So um, I'm not usually that keen on the little spice racks that come all together with the spices. I like to go back to function. What do I make? When I make Indian food, mine are, actually my Indian food spices are all in a little cereal container. You know those, when you take the cereal out of the box and you put them in and it has a lid. It was just a container I had, but I know that's my container that when I'm making Indian food, I take that. Wait a cereal container? What do you mean? It's a plastic container. It's just a plastic container. I like grouping it by what you're going to do. So okay. I, I know the things that I would use Group for there. Group spices the, by, by yeah. food. And there's things, no yeah. reason you can't buy individual jars and put in what you use. If you are a big chili maker and you use chili powder regularly, you're going to want to replenish that. Maybe you can have a little bit more. But if you buy one of these racks with everything on it, most it's of the time true, people Colette, don't that use drives it. Me bananas. I'm always trying to figure out whether to do alphabetically or by yeah. the size of the container. I'm letting those things drive you're, the process yeah, rather you're, than my yeah. life. You know? Yeah. I'm just like, dump it, sit it over here here and tell me what you eat a lot of and buy the spices to go with that baby food jars there's a little uh, i saw a client the other day certain kind of jam as a cute little top they use those i get my labeler out put the little label on you know what it is and replenish it and even with that you can know how long that's been there um a friend of mine was doing business in hungary and they used to give him paprika as a as a gift and when they came over to visit he said i don't need any more paprika they're like they're like, oh, we gave you that like a year ago. Like, you know, you know, they were they were in shock like that you wouldn't. And I mean, think about it. How many people have nice red paprika that their mother gave them? Yes, that's you know right. that it's they like- inherited as a whatever when someone else passed away. The paprika came. So really, look that's at so that funny. sort of thing. So we don't often think of stockpiling in volume, but we, you know, it's keeping things too long too, and not having a way to rotate to keep things not only keep you healthy, mm. but to keep things flavorful. Flavorful, right. Very good point, yeah. No, I love that idea. I'm going to do that when I go home, actually. Mm-hmm. It encourages me. Um, what about if you have, you talk about, the, we talked at different times about the unexpected. Or goes out. Mm-hmm. What, what's safe to eat? What's a good, what are some good rules of thumb there? Well, if the power goes out, you don't want to be, opening your freezer and looking around. You want right. to think ahead. What am I going for? Because the longer that is on, this, the the more it's going to go. But, you know, if you... Uh, s- 
you would not go to your freezer right away because that will last a little longer. But whatever's in the fridge, if you had some some meat there, some things to cook it up and and use it right away, right. use, use well, it right away. Spoil. Yeah, that. yeah. So usually anything that was more living with uh, what do they say, four legs, two legs, and a you know whatever, like more of those sort of animal sort of things that are going to go bad. Um, are, so are going to be meat, more of an use issue. Use your eggs, use your milk, use your yogurt. Yeah, anything cheese. in that lower yeah. sort of fridge area sort of thing. And, you know, we, we have much better safety standards today. We know that if you leave something out, you know, after a certain amount of hours, you know, like I think the, you know, the old days you might have a, a buffet luncheon and you'd leave it out for four hours and wrap it up and put it back in the fridge. We know you don't do that anymore. You know, I think, uh, you know, the old days when they used to let the turkey thaw out for two days on the counter and then they had no refrigerator, they'd leave that as well. Right. Well, you know, we have better health standards today and we really need need to think about that as well. So so really, um, you know, food will spoil spoil relatively quick quickly and the key is to be safe than sorry. So right. if something happens, you know, use up those things as quickly as possible. And and again, you know, I know when we've had our hurricanes in the past, uh, the neighborhood way to go if you happen to have a large quantity of something right away isn't a bad idea. Throw the barbecue on, get it cooked, and That's invite some people over. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, what about frozen foods? Uh, foods is it true that as long as they have crystals on them or they're cool to the touch, they're still safe to eat? Do you think that's yeah? And I mean, yeah, it is. But if you're concerned, I think if it's a, a bag of string beans mm-hmm. versus maybe uh, a bag of shrimp or you know whatever, a little bit more. But if you know, um, you know, uh, a lot of the grocery stores things have been frozen and unfrozen a little bit along the way. Okay. I actually, uh, my gym, uh, one of the gyms that I go to is attached to a. Uh, a grocery store and it was very interesting we had a fire drill we had to go out and i was sort of watching them and their sort of operation and he's like the the power is not going to be back on start covering all the food so again all those open freezers that they have with things in they would cover it with cardboard and things like that to keep the coolness in so i was sort of not walking as fast because i was sort of interested in watching what the people were, yeah. just in my nature and so you're seeing he's on the walkie-talkie or whatever is you know letting everyone know the plan and they're all scurrying to cover that so that's you know the other thing as well that you want to cover it and have minimum outside usage so keeping the fridge door closed the same as if you had stuff in a cooler bag every time you open it's an issue so be intentional with when you're going in and coming out and you'll get more more life out of that okay um most foods will last what about at least a week after they've been purchased, and uh, do you think that's a, that's a fair rule? Uh, I w- would not comment on that without going online because and, and doing a little more research with that because different things have they're, they're advising you different things and it depends on how they were cooked and things like that as well. Right. So I would think some of your things that you would use as leftovers. One of the best ways is to go online and just do a check with that for certain products. Right. Because and the stuff you're buying from your f- market is going to be fresher than stuff you're buying from your supermarket. Typically, but we yes. don't always know we that. That's the whole that. thing. Oh, okay, yeah. You know, even um, I I know um, a while ago, and I don't know if this, this has changed, what they could call local right. for a time was anything that could be trucked within 24 hours. So 24 hours is halfway across our country. Right. So, you know, how fresh is it, that sort of thing. So, again, we don't always know. It's great when we're, you know, there's a lot of the big buy local movement that's out there. Mm-hmm. And so you can ask ask them when things happen and things like that. So just, you know, we have to investigate a little bit more. Yeah. You know, there are a, a lot of assumptions. We're still working on our labeling of what it really, you know, says about even where it comes 
comes from. We could say it's from our country when there are a certain amount of other products that would come from other countries and be made here, and then it would say it's from our country. So, there, you know, and each country, you know, uh, has some different rules, so I won't say specifically how that works, but these are some of the things I've seen. So when you take some of that into consideration, sometimes we have to investigate a little bit more and don't make assumptions. And the, 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 I guess the main point don't with this... Don't assume is always a good Yeah, rule. don't assume. Yeah. And if you have anyone in your family with, you know, with some um, compromised immune systems, you have to be extremely careful of these issues because it, you know, it doesn't take much. So better to be safe than sorry. So again, that gets back to, you know, why I see people all the time that overbuy and stockpile in, and then they're constantly eating food that is half bad. You know what I mean? Right. So, you know, if you buy less, you, you know, of some of those fresh foods, and I know I, I did a, a, a something once for, uh, for for a, a company and they wanted me to do some TV stuff for them for their packaging and they sent me some information that you know 30% of produce that Canadians buy in the composter in the garbage. Really? So what we're saying is we constantly overbuy and we're throwing away. So we want to be really intentional with our buying mm-hmm. and so where our gut reaction is always to buy that bigger thing. I know for me I've done quite the opposite is I am looking for more to some of those quick service thing where maybe they've cut up half a green pepper and I'm actually buying it like that to cook from instead of even the whole green pepper. I might be going oh, away yeah. for 40 and before I wouldn't do that. It was the frugality in me. There were some other things but you know you have to look at that. You know do I sometimes we pay a higher price but you know a lot of the families now are smaller mm-hmm. and a lot of people are singletons and we also want to put some pressure out there for our our suppliers to be doing sizes for us. I loved it when they came out with those mini cans of tunas that yes, I can throw yes, in my yeah. purse and I yeah. you know kind of travel with them and you know um, over the day. You know that's what we need when we have like half of you know, maybe North America that are living in much smaller, they're looking for smaller portion, portions. So think about that. If we are looking at those portions, why are we stockpiling? So there's the good. You can save some money maybe if you don't if you don't owe money on anything else and you're not paying interest on anything, maybe you're saving money. But, you know, maybe you're not. If you're saying, I have to buy storage or shelves or I have to be frustrated because I have so much stuff, maybe Change stockpiling yeah. isn't a good idea. If you are stockpiling for emergency situations and being prepared, it's a great idea. So, you know, if you are over-couponing, you know, and taking away from the family on clipping and being a little bit on the other side and you're doing clipping and if you're getting your four-year-old to help you clip is that a good idea should they be a you know going playing in the yard like there are a lot of things for us to look at so you know it's like a lot of things a little of a good thing is often good but look at what we do on the other side if you're seeing something turn into hoarding behavior that you know you can't let a sale go by and you know you're off to the dollar stores daily or the consignment shops or a lot of these things and you do not come home with anything and you do not know what those things are yes. you know uh, what you already have and you're just buying 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 that's you know that's a different story as well so how are these things serving you look where the downside could be and look where the positive thing could be and really measure that for your individual circumstances of your family and that's the best way to figure out uh, figure out if stockpiling is a, is is working for you or working against you. Right, right. The two different topics here. I'm thinking of. Well, one's not really a topic, but I do have a recurring fantasy of somebody showing up in my house or specifically in the kitchen or different areas where there's a lot of stuff where there's traffic, high use, and and it just kind of gets emptied mm-hmm. and then re 
filled or restocked, you know, I keep thinking that might sort of lend more sanity to the flow of events in that. Uh, to help me determine what's really needed, what's mm-hmm. really used, how frequently it's used. Mm-hmm. Does that sound crazy, or is that kind no? Of a that's good a idea? lot. That's a lot of what professional organizers do when they're coming in and looking at sort of household management things. You know what? You know what are you using now? And you know, creating a, a list of a regular shopping list, coming up with what works for you. But today too, we're also different. Is that regular shopping list? Is that should that be on your BlackBerry? Should it be on your iPad Mini? Should it be written on a piece of paper? You know, right, 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 right. Like, like should it be you know on a chalkboard and everyone comes you know writes something on? Even your daughter writes it on that she wants more. You know cookies or something like that so you know that's the whole thing it's it's audit start look at it always question what we do and then do have our behaviors be intentional and a lot of times in our shopping our shopping isn't intentional it's recreational or it's you know oh it's a buy ding 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 something goes off in our our head that that's good for us or bigger is better or all that so by intentional you mean that you've made a decision that you know, you don't overbuy on this certain thing. I see, that right. that I Awareness don't recreational right. shop and buy, you know, because it's on sale and come home with another pair of black pants when you have fourteen of them. You know, yeah. you know, really you awareness. look at your closet, you know it's there. You weed it out every once in a while and say, "Hey, I could use a pair of brown pants, but I'm not buying another pair of black pants." Then when you see the sale rack and there's only black pants, you don't buy. Right. So you live. People are happy and content when they live their life intentionally, but often we're not feeling that way because other things take over and helping us make those decisions. Right. Well, that's wonderful. I'm just thinking if we want a little more information on this specific subject or or subjects similar, you know, if we want to follow that thread a little bit, can is your website a good place to begin sure. that path? Yeah, absolutely. There's uh, lots of great tips on there. We have a monthly newsletter that you can sign up or on the homepage of organizeanything.com. Mm-hmm. We have regular blog features on how to clear out your refrigerator, preparing for different things, and lots of other tips. We have some Twitter tips that go out regularly, Great. our Facebook page. We have uh, I have uh, 70 over 70 Pinterest boards with lots of ideas for storage and different things there. Uh, there's an in-case-of-emergency board, ICE, and there's some things there that talk about um, what prepared and, and lists of things that you would need need to stockpile for an emergency and things like that so there's a variety of things you can ways you can find some good info that's great colette thanks so much oh you're welcome